I'll let you in on a little secret. Reaching your revenue goal won't change your life, but hitting your profit goal, that absolutely will. If you want to build a life-first business this year, you need to create more margin, both in your finances and in your schedule. If you're ready to double down on profit-generating strategies that actually work so you can work four-day weeks, go on real vacations, or even take the summers off, you won't want to miss this. In my free masterclass, Double Your Profit While Working Less, you'll learn exactly how to set your business up to scale so you can give yourself a raise, create a clear plan for how to work that dream schedule, and step into your CEO era, the one where you and your business aren't just surviving, but thriving. You can grab this free masterclass at www.jadeboyd.co backslash double your profit masterclass or go to the link in the show notes. Now back to the show. Each month, I'm going to show up here and tell you what I did less of, how I did it, and what I learned about productivity as a result of my experiment. Welcome to the Business Minimalist Podcast, a podcast about redefining productivity for the modern woman in business and finding ways to work smarter, not harder in business and life. I'm your host, Jade Boyd. I'm an MBA business strategist and mentor who helps overwhelmed business owners simplify and scale their service-based businesses with strategy and systems. On this podcast, we'll explore simple ways to earn more while working less. If you're ready to scale your business, bring order to chaos, ditch the busy work, and make space for what really matters, you come to the right place. Welcome to the Business Minimalist Podcast. Before I started a podcast, I have to admit that I knew very little about podcasts. And although I probably listened to podcast episodes multiple times a week, I had never actually visited the show notes or even knew where they were at. I also did not realize how much podcasters rely on ratings and reviews to grow their shows. But your ratings and reviews play a big role in helping women in business discover my episodes, which allows me in turn to create more content for you. This month, February 2023, I'm sending a free download of my Organize Your Business template and mini course to three listeners who rate and review this podcast on iTunes. So before you go today, simply scroll down, tap to give it a five-star rating, and then tap write a review. And after you submit your review, screenshot it and send it to me on Instagram at jadeboyd.co. Okay, great. Now that your review is submitted, let's dive into today's episode. So in December, as I was dreaming about 2023 and ways that I could continue optimizing my own systems and processes, become more productive while also passing on that knowledge to you, I had an idea. And this is the Business Minimalist podcast. So as you know, I'm really obsessed with finding ways that less can be better in business. So this year, instead of running into the year focusing on all the things that I wanted to add to my plate... I started by asking myself what I could do less of in order to free up space for the things that I did want to focus on. And this train of thought resulted in me introducing the Year of Less Challenge. So what is the Year of Less Challenge? Each month this year, I'm challenging myself to do less of something, typically something that I know decreases my productivity like social media, TV, sugar, alcohol. You get the picture. And each month, I'm going to show up here and tell you what I did less of how I did it, and what I learned about productivity as a result of my experiment. I also have specific books that I want to read each month based on what I'm giving up or doing less of. I really want to understand the research behind how each thing I'm doing less of affects productivity in general so that I can optimize my own personal result and my own personal experiment um, each month. But as we all know, productivity isn't necessarily a one-size-fits-all experiment, and I'm sure I'm going to be surprised some months 
how helpful or unhelpful some of these exercises will be for me and my business and my personal productivity. So why do a year of less challenge? Overall, I hope that going through this year of less challenge and sharing my journey and experience along the way will help you think more deeply about the small things that affect your productivity, but also about how you want to spend your time and what you want to focus on. It's so important to have a why behind your productivity journey, why you want to free up more time or create more flexibility in your life. Do you want to have more time to perfect your craft, to learn new skills, to spend time with your family, to just have more time to be or to take care of your personal health or your mental health, whatever that might be? Be specific. Because what I've realized is that bad habits can easily fill up the free time that you create if you're not intentional. How many times have you had a free day that you filled up with TV or scrolling or worrying or checking email obsessively or window shopping instead of spending time on the things that you know that you want to do more of? So here's my why for the year of less challenge. This year, I chose the same word of the year as I did last year. And my word of the year is create. I want to free up more time to be creative and to create cool stuff because I realized that it's one of the core activities in my business and in my life that generates results. When I have time to be creative and to create high quality things, I create better content that gets better engagement, that gets more shares, more comments, and more followers, more leads. When I have time to be creative, I come up with better ideas, better suggestions for my coaching clients. I think outside the box for my own business, and I actually have time to implement those ideas when I'm doing less of other things, right? Hence, the year of less challenge. In my personal life, when I have time to be creative, I know that I feel more fulfilled. I have time to create better design plans for our home renovation projects. I have time to DIY things, like this weekend I created a plant hanger, Um, or creating fiber art or painting or doing watercoloring. These things really are relaxing for me. They help me to not think about business, which if you love what you do can be a struggle to unplug and check out. And being creative is really a personal outlet for me. It's like a mental health outlet almost. Um, And it also helps us save a bunch of money because when I'm creative and I'm able to DIY house project stuff, it costs less and is more fulfilling. So win-win. Another why for freeing up extra time is that I want to read 100 books in 2023, which is a huge stretch goal for me since last year. I think I read 32 or 33. I can't remember. Um, But I obviously need to free up a bunch of time that was otherwise wasted and divert it to reading somehow. And this challenge is going to play a huge role in that too. At least that's what I'm hoping. So before we move on, think about what do you want to create more space for in 2023? Stop for a second, really think about it, hit pause if you need to, and ask yourself what you want to create more time for in your life, what do you want to focus on, what do you want to do more of, and also in your business. What's your why behind doing less? I hope this challenge inspires you to think outside the box and find some creative ways to free up more time, energy, or focus in your own life and business this year. And in this episode's show notes, which are hosted on my blog on my website, actually, but I'm linking them in the show notes below, I'm going to link each episode in this series throughout the year that goes along with the year of less challenge so that you can check in each month on what I'm giving up or doing less of that month and how that experiment panned out for me, what I learned and how you might implement it yourself too. And if you want to make sure you don't miss an episode, I'm also going to create a little link to subscribe to the year year of less challenge email list segment so that you can subscribe there and get updates each month. 
So now that you have a good understanding of what the Year of Less Challenge is and why I'm doing it, let's talk about how January went. So in January, I did the stereotypical dry January. I challenged myself to give up alcohol for 31 days. I feel like dry January is really common and almost cliche, but I've never actually tried it in the past and I wanted to give it a try just to see how it would work and if it would be helpful at all. And I didn't want to try it originally for probably a few reasons. First, I don't think that I have an unhealthy relationship with alcohol in general, and I've never felt like drinking a glass of wine a couple nights a week or grabbing a martini when we go out to eat is negatively affecting my physical or mental health in any meaningful way. I also don't really feel pressured to drink alcohol around friends or family, maybe because it feels like these days half of my friends are pregnant and not drinking anyway, so I don't feel out of place or pressured in any way, so that's not an issue for me. And lastly, since I didn't think it was negatively affecting me, at least to any like substantial degree, I didn't feel like there'd really be any benefits from giving up alcohol for 31 days. But obviously, I decided to try it anyway, and here's why. I read a book last year called The Productivity Project by Chris Bailey. And he, in this book, talks about his own year-long experiment with productivity. He did a ton of research, he blogged about it, and he did his own personal productivity experiments and shared what he learned along the way. And in one of his chapters, he talks about the effects that alcohol has on our productivity. And he wrote a line that has stuck with me ever since, and I ended up thinking about this line every time I had a drink. He said that drinking alcohol is like borrowing energy from tomorrow. And here's a quote. He wrote, alcohol may provide you with a bit more energy and creativity as you drink it, but it will also almost always provide you with a net loss in energy and productivity and make it much more difficult to accomplish what you intend to, especially after you come down off the buzz the drug gives you. So I've thought about this every time I've had a drink. Am I just borrowing energy from tomorrow? And that really stuck with me. It also made me think about Donald Miller. If you've ever uh, read Building a Story Brand, which is one of his most popular books, Marketing Made Simple is another one. Um, He's a writer. Obviously, he writes books and his business model kind of depends on that. And he has said on multiple occasions that he never drinks alcohol or eats sugar the day before he plans to write because he knows how both of those things affect his ability to focus and write well during the time that he does have to write. So it made me think of that. And for these two reasons, I decided it might be worth trying just to see how it did affect me. And maybe there would be something that surprised me. And it did. It really did surprise me. So let's dive into what I learned from dry January. And right off the bat, I'm going to be completely transparent with you. This experiment was somewhat of a failure (laughs) because I did drink on four different occasions during the month, which seems like a little bit of a failure. But it was also a success because by drinking less and paying much closer attention to how it affected me, I realized that I was significantly less energetic and less productive the day after I had alcohol. So during the beginning of January, I started out really well, as most like New Year's resolutions do. And after not drinking for two weeks, the first drink I had in January hit me really hard the next day. So on that day, I had my annual doctor's appointment and they had to draw blood. I don't have great veins, so blood draws always last way too long. And I also can't look at needles, so it's kind of stressful for me. And after the third try of them poking me in the arm and me like looking away, I was 
getting really annoyed and just super uncomfortable. And it was making me late for dinner plans that Caleb and I had. His sister and her family were in town from California as like a post-Christmas Christmas visit. And we were going to have dinner with them in Iowa City. And it was getting past 5 p.m. and we were supposed to meet them. And so overall, it was just a stressful experience. I got home later, much later than I intended to. And we finally went out to dinner. And you know what? I ordered a drink and I freaking enjoyed it because it was a stressful night. And we actually went downtown afterwards. So I had two drinks. And two drinks is really my limit. I'm kind of a lightweight anyway. So after not drinking for two weeks and then having two drinks in one night, it hit me really hard the next day. I had trouble focusing on anything. I got almost nothing done that next day. And it's not that I was hungover. I could just tell that my energy was crazy, crazy low in comparison to how high it was from not drinking for two weeks. This was super surprising to me. I didn't think drinking alcohol made much of a difference at all for me, but clearly it does. I was also talking with a friend about this and sharing how surprised I was that alcohol affected my productivity so much. And she shared with me that after her first pregnancy, she drinks less often than she used to. And she also notices that when she drinks, she has significant less energy the next day. Even though, again, it's one drink, it's not a hangover, but it is a noticeable dip in energy and in productivity. So it wasn't an obvious punch to my productivity like a hangover might be. I'm talking about in my regular life when I was just drinking a glass of wine a couple times a week with dinner. It's so subtle that I didn't even realize it was happening two to three times a week for me. But now that I've gone through this experiment and paid closer attention to it, I can absolutely notice every time that it happens and the dips in my energy levels that result because of it. So moving forward, overall, I think the experiment was a huge success because I learned a lot about myself and how alcohol affects my productivity. It's also changed my relationship with alcohol a little bit. I do think a little bit more before I have a drink. There's a huge difference between reading about productivity and actually experiencing productivity by running your own personal experiment. And like I said, productivity isn't a one-size-fits-all experiment, so you'll probably learn something new about yourself if you're testing these things out for yourself. But going forward, I don't plan on giving up alcohol altogether, but I definitely plan on continuing to drink less and probably not on weeknights, especially when I know I'll need the energy the next day to focus on something in my business or my personal life. So this tiny little shift has opened a lot of doors for me, both in thinking about how my physical health interacts with my productivity, but also just freeing up a little bit more energy for me on a weekly basis by making a super tiny shift that's not really a sacrifice. You know, it's doing less. It should be easy. So... Overall, I'd say that January was a big success. And in February, I'm breaking up with my phone. Um, I was talking with some women in business recently, and I asked them for feedback on podcast topics and what they'd want to see more of on the podcast. And a few of them mentioned that social media and phone usage is a huge problem for them. But all of the standard advice about social media says just delete the app from your phone and kind of quit cold turkey. But that doesn't really work for business owners who rely on social media to make a living. It's not really an option. So it makes sense that they would want to learn more about that. So I'm not deleting social media or doing anything super dramatic, but overall just putting 
putting more boundaries in place to limit my time spent consuming anything on my phone and spending more unplugged time in general in a way that's sustainable. It's not quitting cold turkey, but it is setting healthier boundaries in place. And I'm six days in right now, and I can already tell that this is going to be a really interesting experiment. And I can't wait to share more with you on the podcast at the end of the month. So again, if you want to stay up to date with the Year of Less Challenge, make sure you use the link in the show notes to subscribe to my email list. And while you're down there, take a moment to rate and review this episode if it was helpful to you. And who knows, you might win and organize your business template at the end of the month. Thanks so much for listening in today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Business Minimalist Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd be so grateful if you'd rate it on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening today. Your rating and review will help more small business owners discover helpful episodes each week. Don't forget to check out the show notes for the tools and resources mentioned in today's episode, because good ideas don't grow businesses, action does. And if you want more business minimalist tips and resources, head on over to Instagram and follow me at jadevoid.co. I'd love to hear what you took away from today's episode. I'll see you next time on the Business Minimalist Podcast. The number of women burning out is at an all-time high right now, and I'm on a mission to change that. If you're a service provider who's feeling overwhelmed, overworked, and underpaid, don't let another year go by staying stuck. The Business Edit is a 12-month group coaching program that helps you declutter your business from top to bottom so that you can have shorter to-do lists, a clear strategy to scale, and know exactly what to focus on each week to drive results in your business. You'll end the year with the business that you've been dreaming of building one that gives you your life back and pays you more than you've ever made before. In the program, you'll follow my signature five-step method for scaling your service-based business. You'll get business minimalist strategy, marketing, systems, and productivity roadmaps that are simple to understand and easy to implement, plus 12 months of customized one-on-one coaching to help you every step of the way. Join me inside the business edit at www.jadeboyd.co backslash coaching and get my step-by-step blueprint with everything you need to build your dream business in 2024. Now back to the show.